I'm probably going to have to get rid of this t-shirt, I've just realised. Because it's a, like, stylized picture of, like, the Heath Ledger Joker face. And I think if I was to wear you this fucking... outside... I did not buy this for myself, this was a gift. <laughs> but... What do you have? I don't know, it was bought for me, I can't remember who bought me it, but it was bought for okay. me. And it's like, I probably, probably can't... should be wearing that. I can't wear this outside, right? Because... Oh. Unless, unless it's a statement that we live in a society... I was going to say, I think you specifically can't wear it because we live in this is like, yeah, exactly. like why you can't wear it. June 2021, and this is the Game Engine Start podcast. My name's Ewan. My name's Callum. And I hope you're ready for an hour of the sweatiest podcasting you've ever you've ever experienced. Because it's E3 week and shit's hot. That's exactly. Saying, right? Only the hottest of takes, the the most dehydrated of hosts. Do you want to hear, you want to hear my big E3 hot take? Are you ready? Yeah. It's my big uh-huh. E3 hot take. That hundreds uh, of thousands of um, press credentials are going to be leaked in a slightly different way this year. I mean, in a like fun, interactive. Oh yes, sorry. Way, yeah. Yes, ha- it was um, totally intentional. That's the. Oh yeah, yeah. The the yeah. the data leak at E3 this year is totally intentional and not a complete fuck up yet again. No, no. Um, What's my E3 hot take? take is that uh, video games are are pretty good. That's my uh-huh. that's my E3 hot take. Oh, that's the whole thing. Um, I- that's the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I like, take, I like video games, I think they're alright. My, my, my hot take is going to be that some video games are going to get announced. Um, that's that's and probably likely to happen. Upwards of 20% you know of them are going to be interesting. I'll someone, someone on a stage somewhere is probably going to talk about a Call of Duty game. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Probably. Um, uh, like that's, that's a safe bet, right? Um, like, yeah, like literally the reason why we're going here is like literally before we started recording, like a bunch of E3 stuff happened, like... Yeah. Almost immediately, so yeah. It start the E three week not only starts on a Thursday, it now starts on the Monday before the Thursday yeah. when everybody just goes, ah, fuck it, let's just do some stuff. Um, yep. Let's just say the name of our game right now, and then we'll worry about it later. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, that's what Thursday is. It, the first stream it starts. Is that right? I know it's not I, like none of the big it's stuff. Thursday or Friday, I can't remember. But Saturday, Sunday is the 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 named the named things. But like I, I think I said to you this earlier, the amount of this game will not be announced to E three messages I've seen this year has gone above and beyond. Where it's like, yeah, there will true. be no there will be no mention of the division or division Heartland. Like they put out one of their like picture text things that said like, hey, we're not doing it. Well, but but stay tuned for the other stuff. You're like okay, so. There was that, there was... What was the other one? That they had nothing to announce. There was one of the ones with, like, the three titles that they're known for. Like, we're not talking about any of these here. Yeah. Okay, great. So what's gonna be here? I guess they're just not talking about whatever... I don't know, there'll be stuff. You would have to have to do a stream, and if they're not talking about any of the Division games... I suppose they can probably do a bunch of... They did a bunch of Far Cry recently. I I mean, they can show more Far Cry, they could show... Yeah. Uh... Maybe the entire hour and a half stream will be them... Apologising for the horrific things that they've been through. I think I've talked about Assassin's Creed. No, it's probably an Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, well, 
I don't know. Valhalla is this was... an Assassin's Creed year? Because yeah, it was a it was a Watch Dogs year last time, so it must be yeah, Assassin's no, Creed. No, Valhalla year. came out last year as well. Did it? Oh fuck! So it did. Okay, I don't know what the fuck they talk about. This fucking weird PvP game that Splinter Cell and Ghost Recon and the Division all in one somehow. Probably. I don't like know. This, the Uber game is starting. We took all these franchises that everybody likes and we mashed them together because that's what you want, right? We're, 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 we're really game. sorry. If, we're really, really sorry for the last time we did this on that mobile game that was like yeah. terrible and super offensive and real bad. Yeah, I think the people that like Splinter Cell just want our Splinter Cell game. To be honest, like, but they're never getting want... they're never getting a Splinter Cell game. Like, this, I don't. I wonder what the name recognition on a Splinter Cell is these days, right? Like, if you've grown up on, if you're gaming. If the sprouting of your gaming cocoon happened at, like, fucking Rainbow Six Siege, right? Or, like, right. that's your game. Like, yeah. that's what you know Ubisoft for, right? Well, you might then know the Tom Clancy name, because it is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Nobody ever says that, though. Like, nobody ever that's, actually that says that. People just so, say Siege, that is true. Yeah. And, like, how many, if you were to throw a trailer up, which had, like pick a Ubisoft game and you throw a trailer up that has like fade to black three green discs appear it goes Pew! like is that gonna yeah. work on anyone that I mean it'll work, oh. it, it'll, it will get the recognition but like so they put they put Sam Fisher in Siege and that was pretty popular so I think people still okay. know who Sam Fisher is okay it's just yeah I don't know I think some I think some people would see the three green dots and the like noise and get pretty excited possibly but possibly i don't know i don't know but um, also then ghost recon like that's not been a thing for a long time so i don't know what well it depends like wildlands was two years ago so ah uh, yeah i forgot that that's wildlands. that is now what goes no wait what is. was the word? breakthrough breakout break break neck down break down? break break what no what's that game called breakthrough ghost Recon. Breakpoint. <laughs> there we go. Breakpoint. That was, that was break something. We're close. Um, Fireball? No, like, you have to... <laughs> um, yeah, like... Fireboil. Fireboil. Um, yeah, like, a bunch of stuff has been kind of going very quickly, which... Oh, there's know, video games everywhere. There's video games happening. You see that Borderlands... We're not doing news yet. Anyway. No, yeah, um, we'll get to news. We'll get like, to news. Quickly go through the shit that you've t- talked about. Talk about the garbage indie shit that you've played and then we'll talk well, about Well, have I played any garbage indie shit? Well, no, okay. Probably, it's you. S- start from the top down. We'll go, we'll go in degree, incre- increasing order of indiness. Um, increasing order of indiness? Yes. So we're starting from... Did uh, you play like a Call of Duty game or something? Well, no. Well, okay. This is what... It's me though. So set your higher, your higher threshold Ooh. slightly lower than that. Um, so the Humble Bundle for this month came through and one of the games they had was Metro Exodus, which is a game I never played. Oh, um, okay, yeah, that's fairly... I mean, it's uh, 4A. Is that who does that? 4A Studios? Is that name of that developer? I can't, I can't remember. But um, I've never played one of those games before and yeah. they are... you're jumping in, in the third one. The third one. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it, I think. It's a weird structure. So... Again, like, the last two games were basically, like, straightforward, like, I don't want to say corridor shooters, but they're, like, linear, like, point A to point B. Yeah. That there's, kind there's of game. There's, like, stealth sections and some other bits, but yeah. yeah but they're, like, here's a, here's a setup, here's a level, blah, blah, blah. Exodus seems to be sli- slightly more open world, where it's, like, lots of large square feet areas, but, like, once you leave one, you don't come back style thing. 
Um, right, yeah. And yeah, it seems to be a lot of, like... It seems like it's taken a lot of the slightly more hardcore stuff from the previous games, like the like gas mask wiping and mm. like filter management and like resource management. Does it, have the, stuff. does it have the the charge box, like the manual electricity charge thing? I don't know what that is. So no. Oh, okay. There, there, uh, there were things. Um, I can't remember what it was, but in the games that had like, um, they were like electricity powered, and you had like a little handheld crank that you would have to crank to get. Electric so, charge into things. So no, you don't have that, but you do get a gun that is pneumatic powered that you have to like. Oh, you yeah, have to pump the yeah, yeah the gun, dark gun. To, yeah, 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 it fires like little pellet uh, like steel, uh, BBs. But um, yeah, it 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 seems like it's it's trying to take that kind of that kind of stuff where like that, those games were like a lot about resource management and ammo management and all that kind of stuff and make it slightly more um playable that's probably the wrong word but like less less hardcore where it's like it's very much a story-based like narrative-led in the way that like call of duty is narrative-led type of game um but with some of that but like prioritizing like characters and interaction and and kind of storytelling stuff along the way um super interesting concept i don't want to talk about it and probably it's an old game like it's easy enough to get into and i don't don't want to spoil it um but yeah it seems cool i'm only like three four hours in but it seems fun um yeah contrast that type of game to necromunda hired gun which also came out last week or which came out last week i believe you bought this (laughs) yeah so i had to know because so that is so okay over for you the uh, necromunda hired gun is the new game from what is the name of the developer shit but they did they made they made apothecary game hang on they made I Divine Cybermancy, and they made that Deathwing. Deathwing. Yeah, Space Ap- Apothecary game. game. Apothecary Games, okay. Um, uh, no, 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 fucking, they're called Cyanide. Oh, See, what are they called? Fucking Steerum? Steerum? Is that what they're called? Are we called? just going to say words again for 20 minutes while we guess? Steerum which... on Studio is the name. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um, so they It's called doing... Death, Deathwing, Deathwing is called Apothecary Game, because it's the only game that I've played with my friends where we didn't play oh. the game instead of just scream the word Apothecary. Apothecary. Yeah, fair. Because there's a button, the button <laughs> that says heal me, instead because you're a fucking Terminator, just screams the word Apothecary at the top of your character's voice, and you can keep doing it, and it resets itself, and you all have individual voices, your voices kind of cacophony together to scream the word apothecary <laughs> it's very Excellent. good the game's garbage but that's really fun but um yeah so this was interesting because so the, the, this is a necromunda game so anyone who's familiar with 40k yeah. knows what necromunda is it's like the kind yeah. of criminal underbelly of a uh um mining planet foundry planet as well um yeah. it's, and... a, it's a mining and foundry planet that's kind of like not been left on its own but it has its own society and that yes. society is Everybody, everybody forms gangs to fight over scraps, scraps. effectively. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's an awful, awful place. So, like, I Divine Cybermancy has a cult following, and yes. that Deathwing game was bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, but um, but definitely captured the forty kness that a lot of studios had kind of missed. So it was interesting to see the trailer for this, which is like, hey, it's a much more like fast paced shooter that yeah. does all the 40k shit and i was interested in seeing what that is that hey did you like that doom remake from 2016 yeah that game's great yeah it's like imagine if that but like maybe half the budget maybe more oh 
Um, where it's got it's de- is a hundred percent going for. If I'd probably even take it from the other direction, it is like the 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 peak three D higher budget end game of the like boomer shooter resurgence over the last couple of years. So like mm. your Proteuses and like your stuff that looks yeah. like it's Hexen and build engine stuff like that. Like it feels like one of them. Um, sure. It's super fast. It's very twitchy. It's just like complete overkill on hits and kills. Like they're straight up like um, glory kills in that game. Except oh that, yeah, right. Except there's not a charge. So you could just like mash F and just like fucking stab yeah, everyone the- around you. I was looking at reviews of this and someone was talking about it where you're like, it's it's a kill animation with no cooldown and you're invulnerable while you do it, so yeah. you just can so run just around just doing that over and over completely. again. Yeah. Um, it's... This will come as no surprise to somebody who's played their games before. It is very janky. Like, mm. the jank I've had so far have mainly been, like, in terms of just, like, feel and polish. Like, weird shit like that, where it's like... This feels... I, I don't know, there's something about this This feels super... You know, like, Doom is fast, but Doom is, like, weighty. Like, like your character feels yeah. chunky, and, like, everything has a real heft to it. Like, this feels like your character is just, like, filled with helium, and you're just, like, floating around. Um, but it... Just, it doesn't... This is the only game that I've played on a mouse and keyboard that I've had to tweak um, sensitivity settings, because... The standard move, like, mouse speed is too quick, and then you ADS, and it's too slow. Like, it's the worst of both possible worlds. Um, Like, it's that kind of level of just, like, gameplay polish jank. But I've definitely seen people that are like, this on my 3080 runs at five frames a second, and, like, that kind of weirdness as well. Oh, yeah, I would would never... That was kind of the same for Deathwing. Like, I would never expect one of their games to be, like, really well optimized or anything like that. Like, I had... An experience with Deathwing where we had two people who had fairly similar computers and one game was fine and the other game ran at like two frames a second. Yeah. Like it made no sense. It's was... real random. Yeah. Um, and like there's a lot of stuff I could say but a lot of it is like kind of... I, I started playing that game basically going like, yep, that review was right. Yep, that comment mm-hmm. was right. Yep, that was okay. Um, so there's not really much I can add on top of it except that like they definitely do nail the, the 40k thing of scale that like yeah because again like 40k itself because that like the the source material is like miniatures on a board with whatever handmade scenery that you have around you sure, yeah. but the descriptions and the fiction of that stuff like everything is like like when you see descriptions of like the the ships from like um like, what was the name of that space... The Battlefield Gothica? Was that the name of that? The space one? Yeah, Battlefield... Yeah, Gothica Armada or something like that. Yes, yeah. that would make... But, like, you see the descriptions of, like, the, the Citadel ships. Like, those giant... And, like, big... Space Hulks and stuff like that. The things yeah. that are, like, cities that float yeah, through. They're like, yeah, they're, like, floating cities and all this kind of stuff. Like, this game definitely does do that thing. So, like, the second mission is a, tr- is a train mission, right? Like, we've all played shooters with train missions. But, like, this train is, like obscenely big and it moves oh yeah it'll be, one of, the, it'll be right. like one of the empire freight trains so yeah be like it's, huge it's like a cargo that, ship yeah. that comes out of a cargo train that comes out of the thing and it's got like this kind of weird like angled maglev thing like it's a cool looking like a lot of the 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 world itself looks really good like i like the way it looks 
um, like little weird details that that really straddle that line between like, yeah, forty k is a kind of for- fucked up world, yeah, and like, of course, nah, yeah. you're just trying too hard. Where like there are. I thought it was so there's a section near the start where like how your character ends up embroiled in this whole thing and um, you go to an elevator and the elevator is controlled by a torso that has had all of its limbs removed and is quite clearly like cabled into this elevator but Mm, still has a head yeah. And, like, you just run up and scream at this thing like, open the door, open the door and he's the, the 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 torso just kind of flails about a bit. And then you just fucking slap the torso about until it opens the door. And you're just like, okay, like, this feels like too much. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Um, but yeah, to be, to be, to, to answer some of the questions I remember we had before we went in, like, to know what this game is, like, it is, it is a, like, it feels like a, do- like a, it's trying to be Doom 2016. Yeah. It has... It does have loot, but it has possibly the worst inventory system I've ever used in a game, um, which oh. is impossible to explain in words. I would need to show you, but it's just bad. Um, it is. It has linear. It has chapters. So the levels them. There's a hub world, a hub section, even like your home base style bit, and then you go to a mission board and you pick like here are the main missions and here are the side missions and the main missions are all like new levels every time you go into them the side missions are the levels from the main game as far as i know i've only done a couple of the side missions but the ones i've done were reworks of the main mission levels but like sometimes done in reverse sometimes with like extra shit in them like one of the side missions i was was like free the captors who they believe are psychers and it's just like oh it's the end of this the last level i did but in you go in reverse and there are cages you have to open like that's the thing <laughs> okay and then sure. you get currency and and all that kind of stuff um there's an upgrade tree there's weapon upgrades like all of that kind of stuff is all there um you have a dog that you can upgrade i think it's, is it not like a cyber hound or something it's a cyber bast no cyber mastiff is that what they call it yeah but it starts it, I can't but like it starts as a dog like it is just a dog and then you like graft shit to it as you upgrade it nice so cool. this this dog just gets progressively more fucked up and lethal as it goes on, um, but it's also not particularly useful in combat. Like the like it has kind of one use it's on a cooldown, and then like the AI pathing is kind of shady sometimes. Mm. It's it's weird. It's I don't think it's bad. I just think it's missing. So, th- oh, polish is that yeah? The but also like there are some game design stuff in there that that don't quite merge of like. Like, that train level, for instance, right? Like, that train level looks really good and is really good at evoking the style that that thing is known for. But yeah. you can just sprint through it. Like, by that, that's the point mm, where you've also... Go, you're very quick... You're going... You're already going at, like, 100 mile an hour and then they quickly give you a grappling hook and you're just like, I could just zip through this entire level and not take in any of this beautiful world design that they've done. I could just yeah. run and there's zero punishment for that. Um... Shotguns or sniper rifles. I don't know. There's a lot of like specific things that I can pick out in there. It's I don't know. You should try it. Like you've got we have I mean, a, I, I we have, have it, a family account. So yeah. yeah, I have it downloaded. I intend to try it. 
get I, need, I, need, I at least need to get to a point where I can fire a bolter and see if the bolter is so okay, yeah but so the, the bolter is good I will tell you that like the bolter in a 40k game is good and is the best bolter I've fired in a 40k game let's say that yeah sure. um, is it better than the bolter in um, 40k space marine because that was a really good bolter which one was yes if, well, okay, the, the third person like God of War action game with all oh, the well, the, the orcs fa- that go like Spice Marine all that one <laughs> the fact that you've got the fact that it's first person means it feels more weighty and like yeah, sure. it does like for people who aren't familiar with 40k like the bolter is basically like a miniature rocket launcher essentially yeah, it's a machine, machine gun rocket launcher the- where it fires these slugs that explode when they hit things and it's like yeah like you really fuck a dude up when <laughs> you got a bolter um and lots of like, lots of like little, I'll just give this as a tip because it saved me a bunch of time as I was working my way through it. You eventually hit guys with like riot shields or like makeshift riot shields. If you just grapple hook them, it pulls the shield off them and it suddenly becomes Smart. easier to kill them. Like yeah. I, I'll just save you a bunch of ammo in there. Um, I don't know. You should, you should look at it. It's get at least to the I'm end of the train, it, yeah. get at least to the end of the train level, which I think is the second chapter. Um, the, voice acting is atrocious like it's not it's not quite like what was the last game that had really bad voice acting um that we played recently i can't remember god but it was it's it's not it's the, like the writing's not good and also like everyone in it is sounds like those orcs from that 40k game where everyone's got like cockney british accents oh and all of that and it's just like like I'm playing the female lead and like her voice isn't great either and it's just like ugh it's yeah it's just it's it's 30 quid right it's 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 a totally competent well it's a it's an average shooter it is an average shooter that wouldn't that wouldn't have fell out of place like five years ago yeah sure but like if this had come out the same year as Doom you would, it would have just like you would have been able to one-to-one it very easily and gone oh this is very much trying to be this thing for sure. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. If you like, if you've liked a lot of the boomer shooter or sorry, doomer shooter, I believe is the correct term you use now that have appeared like your Proteus's and your, what was that Hexen game? Uh, oh uh, God. Fuck. There was the Quake one as well that I can't remember. And there was the a Quake one that was very similar. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I know the one you see it in my head. Cool. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of game, if you like a lot of that, like it's a 40k version of one of them, just like spruced up quite a lot. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm super confused. Like, I don't feel like I can recommend it, but like, it's probably, it's also not terrible. I don't know. It's like slap bang in that like six out of 10 style. Like, you might find something to like here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was that. And then very quickly, the last thing, the last new thing is um, the new game from Inkle, who are the people behind 80 Days and Heaven's Gate. Is that that last game that I wanted to like no a lot more? No idea who you're talking about. Uh, Inkle, Heaven's Inkle. Vault. Heaven's Vault was their last game. Um, Inkle Studios. They did 80 Days, which was like a super good mobile game narrative mobile game and then heaven's I know vault none of this no okay no eight days was pretty cool heaven's vault i really wanted to like but just couldn't get past the just wasn't fun to play really um yeah. but they have a new game out called overboard which is sorry overboard exclamation mark i've been hearing a lot about this so we picked this up just like it's one of those games that i've seen in a 
like genre is probably too too granular, but like for the price of two people going to a cinema, you can get a game that lasts three hours and it's really yeah. good. Um, yeah. Overboard's one of them, so it is a it is a narrative based game, like a lot of Inkle stuff is, but it's a narrative game where you're on a, it's like the third no, it's pre World War Two. Is the twenties somewhere around there? I think like 25, 26, 10, 26. Um, you play uh, a woman on a boat with her husband who are traveling from England to the US to emigrate, and your husband is murdered. Except that you are the one that murdered him, and the entire game is you trying to get away with it. And right, okay, it's really cool. It is. I feel like I should I should scope it very. The problem is I can't scope it without talking about the bits I don't want to talk about. So mm. the, stru- the structure of the thing, very quickly you realise, is like... What's the name of that? Um, that uh, I'm going to do this a lot today. Wow, my brain's just... This is why we shouldn't record after a day of work. Holy shit. Um, remember the game, the, the Electro Swing game with the time-looping stuff? Oh, Sexy really Brutal. Liked? Sexy Brutal. Remember how that game was like, things happen at specific times... Yeah, the whole point was that you would like rewind time to find specific things at specific moments. It's got bits of that where basically you wake up at like quarter to nine a.m. and as you play through it, you realize about at three p.m. they have the Poirot style parlor scene where like Mm. everything that's happened comes up and like they they pin it on somebody, and basically you have all of that time to cover your own tracks, work out who knows what and who's playing off who and all of this kind of stuff on this boat and then get yeah. away with it at three o'clock. But they intentionally make you, for good reasons, like you will go through it three, four, five, six times. So like each run, if you want to call it a run, like it's not a roguelike, but if you want to call it a run, is like maybe if you're if you're learning a lot of new stuff, each run is maybe like 15 minutes, like from sure. start to finish. But as you're going through and you're catching people at different times and you're trying some different things and picking up different items and all this kind of stuff, you'll start going like, um, oh, that person actually is hiding this thing here that I didn't know about because I missed them when they were in this room. Yeah. So that when you restart the next time, you know that information going in so you can catch them early and figure out what's happening and who and all this kind of stuff. And also, like, they reveal not just mechanics, but, like, end game goals to you as you finish the game so like you have this you, you start with this goal of like hey fucking get away with murder like make it to the US without somebody throwing you in jail and then yeah. once you do that the game ends in inverted commas and then adds a quirk to the ending that's like okay now go through it and make sure this other part of the ending doesn't happen so like it's really difficult to say without spoiling big chunks of it and I think that's part of the mystery of this thing but it's like Imagine if you were like, imagine if there was a shooter and like you got to the final level and you beat the boss and it's like, you beat the boss, tick. Now, uh, uh, now only beat it, now only beat it with a shotgun. And you're like, oh, right, okay. okay. But it's slightly more narratively concise than that. But, but yeah. It's a, it's a really cool mechanic that they've got in there. So there's like a true ending almost once you do. There's an ending where the credits roll and then there's like two or three other endings before that which are pretty good. But yeah, it's super funny. It's super well written. Uh, there's a lot of really good lines. Uh, 
<laughs> you to God, I, I need to write that down in best moment. There's a moment in here that I, I was playing it, like me and my wife were playing it, just like taking turns, hands the backwards and forward and making choices. Um, there's a moment that had us both fucking cackling at the fact that they included it and it uses the game system and all this kind of stuff. I'll explain it to you when we're off air. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really cool. It's currently nine quid, I think. It's on Steam and... Is it on everything? Is it on... It might be on mobile as well. It feels like it could be on mobile. Um, Overboard Inkle. Um, Inkle, here we go. Uh, It's on Steam, GOG, Switch, and on iOS at the minute. Um, And it will work totally great on all of them. Um, Right. And, like... It's quite clearly like the 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 scope of the game is quite small, but because of that, they do they know the type of game that they're making and can optimize for stuff. So like, think of games like God, what was the last game I can think of that was like this? Where like, so, so when you're doing runs of this stuff, like like very early on, there's probably an item you need to go get pretty quickly in the day, right? And if you're going to do this seven, eight, nine, ten times to get the right ending, you're going to keep doing the same because you've you've worked that bit out, right? This is going to happen yeah. every single time. You don't need to do this again. So they've mapped fast forward to the right trigger, right? So that when you go to a specific scene at a specific time, if you've done it before and you're happy with it, you can just hold on the right trigger and you will see it, you will uh. run through dialogue. It will pick the same selection you picked last time. It will get to all that stuff and you can just let go and continue on at the right time. That's like, good. Super smart. Really good way yes. of doing that um but yeah it, it's really good really nice looking art as well super well written really funny like goes in some interesting directions as you discover more about that game has some fucking wild uh uh achievements which again i can't talk about yeah. but like yeah, when yeah. you when i finished that game the first time and looked at the achievement list i was like how is that even a thing here in this game? Wait, what? Um, yeah, it's super good. So yeah, it's it's nine quid on Steam. I have no idea what it is on iOS, but it's it's worth a look if you are. It it would be a good like group game of like a bunch of you get together and like make the choices and see all the the potential ways this can go. Um, but yeah, it's a good like two three hours I think for me to see the 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 proper ending. But yeah, that's overboard. It's very cool. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of positive things about it, so it's good yeah. that it's, 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 um, it's holding well, up for everybody. Well worth a look. Um, so what have you been playing? Um, uh, so mainly two things. Um, so I, I finished, I think since the last recording I've finished Mass No, I had finished Mass Effect 1 when we last recorded. You finished 1, you're starting 2. Yeah. I've finished 2 now, yep. uh, including all the DLC. Um, all right. That game is like still absolutely fantastic. It like, holds up. It is... Yeah, like ridiculously well. It's still some amazing characters are really like yeah, the the story with like the collectors and all that sort of stuff is like this feels like a middle chapter because it is just like oh, we're feeding into the the, the inevitable of like the reapers and stuff like that. Yeah. But having the the side story of like Cerberus and the elusive man and stuff like that makes everything a lot more interesting because it's very obvious like um it's interesting seeing this character like try and like obviously very obviously control Shepard and be like, "You are, we we made you what you are, and you're gonna do this." Yes. And him just being like, "No, fuck you," and having this like 
battle between them is really interesting, and yeah. the collectors are also there. Um, so really I... well written, char- really well written characters. Yeah. The combat got so improved; it's unbelievable. Yeah, um, uh-huh. really stripping everything back actually helped that game a lot. Um, I so and... I've, been, I've been watching um, my wife play through it, and I will just yeah. like I didn't play a lot of one. Like I played like three or four hours yeah. of one. It was like couldn't just couldn't stomach it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll keep walking back in the room as she's playing and be like, I've never seen any of this before. What the fuck is happening here? I didn't realize that Cerberus were a part of the first game as well. Yeah. Where where I imagine that reveal in two is like, oh, that's where you took this? It's kind of like, huh. yeah, in one, they're they're kind of a part of one, but they're always mentioned as like this like weird fringe kind of like human supremacy sort of group that right. like work in the shadows and stuff like that. So basically like when you played one and then in two, when you get brought back from Cerberus, it's kind of like, a, oh, not these fuckers. Like it's like, that's the yeah. kind of thing you get. Okay. Um, I, yeah, like the, the DLC for two is like fantastic. Yep. It's still is the it, it all still holds up mainly just because it's so well thought out and built so well. Mm. Overlord, when you go back to it, is kind of a bit yikes. But um, I saw some people recasting that in a way I had not thought of originally when yeah, I played it. I was not, like, oh, okay, sure. It's not great with slightly like older, um, more educated and like socially aware eyes yeah um not particularly great um because i remember at the time me saying to multiple people like overlord was like the best dlc they did for that series and all that stuff but it's like it does just take somebody to go actually if you cast it like this maybe yeah. not and you're like ah you're to- it's still, whole, I, totally it, right it, it's obviously still it's really like rough and really heartbreaking and yeah, but it's 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 kind yes. of it's a bit yikes. Like Shadowbroker yes. is still great. Um, Am I the only person Arrival that didn't like great. Shadowbroker? Yes, Shadowbroker. You're, you're like, wrong if you didn't like Shadowbroker. Maybe it was it's just because really, like really good. maybe it was just because I'd heard a lot so many people talk about it by the time I got to it. But like, it felt like the mission itself was kind of so so. Like maybe there was just some part of the narrative that I missed because of one or that didn't resonate with me in the same way. But it just like it felt like a kind of average-ish mission with some cool narrative hooks? Is that kind of all it was? I mean, I I, I think the mission's above average. Though, okay, fair the, enough. The narrative hooks are really fucking good. Like, you they learn are. a lot in yeah, that game. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, yeah, and Arrival was obviously, like, a good tie-in to 3. Um, right, right. I forgot they even did Arrival, right? Yes. Yeah, it's good. Um, and, like, the, I, I, still, I still don't quite... I'm still not the biggest fan of the the stuff towards the end of Mass Effect 3. The last mission in Mass Effect 3, like, or two, the setup's brilliant. Yep. Like, the the suicide mission where you go and, like, storm the collector ship and stuff like that is great, and you have to do the whole, like, pick your tech specialist and who's yep. going to survive and all that. Brilliant, like, super good, because it legitimately makes you feel like you could lose anyone at any yep. opportunity, and it's really, really good at that. Um, and I still maintain... At the very end, not I still great, re- but... Yeah, I still maintain that, like, when I play through to... Like I was not, I did not optimize. I was just like, okay, here's my best, my best shot at this, and I lost some people that I'm yeah. still super bummed. And because like I lost Legion, and I really liked Legion, and mm. I have zero idea what effect he could potentially have in three, which seems large. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. You can, do, um, you can do a lot with Legion in three. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So then got through two. Was super happy with it. Uh, started three. And, like, so I've not played... Three's, like, the one that 
I haven't played recently, so I yeah. don't remember a lot of it. Um, and that game just fucking starts. Like, yep. that game goes from, like, 0 to 11 and then never really steps off of, like, 8. Yeah. Like, it never, ever really lets up. And it is... It's super fucking brutal. And, like, yep. the, the whole, like, Galactic War thing is... Like, they, they do a really good job of, like, making you feel it at every possible opportunity where everybody is, like... Like, yeah, we really want to help you, but we're also totally fucked here. Like, and- it, I'd, like... Like especially for when that game came out, it was weird to think... I remember playing through 3 at the time and thinking, like, hmm. there's a chance that, like, we might all just be fucked. Like, there's there's, yeah. de- there's definitely a chance we could get to the end of this and they will narratively just go, yeah, you're all just boned. And yeah. <laughs> it's like... like you, It's like the whole... like You're, like, trying to gather everybody against the Reapers and, like, you go, oh, right, and we can go and talk to the Turians, the Turian Primarch, and he'll help us. And you get to Palavin... Or the moon on Palavin. And, like, Palavin, like, half of Palavin is just, like, burning. Yeah. And you get there, and the Primarch is just like, yeah, we can't help you right We've got now. Our own like, this shit is ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, the Asari are just like, yeah, we can't help you either. And all the Salarians are dealing with stuff on Tuchanka. Like, the, there are. Like, everybody in the galaxy is aware of, holy shit, the Reapers are here. We need to deal with this now. But at the same time, they're dealing with it on a small scale. Yeah. Which when you know the story, especially because the the great thing of, like, the Mass Effect 3, uh, if you didn't get the initial batch of DLC and you didn't have Javik, which is yep. kind of Which I did not have Javik. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it still baffles me that that was not a thing that, yep. like, oh, you got a protein crew member. Like, that's super important. Um, if you talk to him and you learn about how the Protean Empire fell, where it was, like, how did, the, how did I? How did I not have Javik? What was th- what was the setup I, for I, that? Because I bought I it day one. Remember, I can't remember what it was. Mm, okay. Um, there was a reason, but I can't remember what it is. I'll look um, up. And like, yeah, when you talk to him, it's like, oh yeah, the Reaper took the Reapers took advantage of us as like one unified society by like knocking out our comms network. So basically, then became everybody fighting on individual fronts. So you start that game and what you see is everybody fighting on individual fronts and it's you going around and going like, no, like we can't do this again. We all need to band together and do this thing that we found. Like we found the crucible. We need to do this. Yep. And having everybody react is like crazy. And like, so I didn't play a lot of the DLC for three either. I played Citadel because that was really good. But I didn't, and Leviathan, but I've not played any other ones. So I played Omega, which yep. I'd never played before. Um... Which is really good. Like, it's a super good DLC of, like, you and Arya going and taking Omega back from Cerberus. Yes, I do remember this. Yep. And it's, like, and it's like an isolated story because, like, you get to Omega and you can't leave it until the DLC is done. Yeah. And it's, like, you going through weird tunnels and, like, using Arya to go through the back doors of a bunch of, like, uh, Omega and stuff. It's a, And it's a really cool story of, like, her and her, like, former partner and... There's a bunch of really cool stuff in there, and there's some good fights, and the fight at the end is kind of crazy, but it is... Yeah. I really liked Omega for what it was. Um, um, From Ashes and... was available with copies of the N7 Collector's Edition and the Digital Deluxe Edition, so I had that game on disc for PS3, so I assume that I just must have come. had some special edition then. Yeah, you must have got... Or you could buy it separately. I may have bought it separately, like, I don't know. But, but I, I think... I think definitely at the time, if you didn't have one of those two editions, 
like who in their right mind buys story DLC before they finish the game, right? I think that because was it. Original. Says because it says Prothean crew member on it. That's fucking why you buy it. Like sure, but like yeah, maybe I don't know. Like the, um, the, it is it is it is unfathomable to me that anybody sees Prothean crew member and doesn't immediately try and get it because that's d- super get, important. Sure, but I know that now. Anyway. I'll, I'll see it this time anyway. And yeah, like three is three is a really good game. Like again, they've like again stripped it back even more to where now it's just basically an action game. Yeah, uh, and it's really good at doing that. Like the combat's super like punchy and like feels really good. And the removing the restrictions of weapons, so you can basically use whatever you want. And yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, the 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 crew this time are um, is obviously a lot more limited, but. Um, you've got Javik, and that's kind of all you need. Sure. Uh, you get sexy robot lady if you want that, which still weird. I can't me, but... believe they put the AI in a body. Like it just yeah. feels. Oh. And they had to have they had to give it like curves and shit. And, of course, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's super. I, I'm I'm excited to keep going with it because it is. I I can only remember bits of three like here and there. So playing through it all again will probably be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but the main thing, the main thing that I've played a lot more of is a game I didn't expect to play, but I was kind of I was coerced into it by my friends. It's a game called Knockout City. Yeah. Um, yep. I have played a bit of this Knock- too. Knockout City is a a team based dodgeball game. You got three. Which well, it, it, there's different modes. There's like three on three or four v four v four or one v one v one. And yeah, there's a whole bunch of modes. Okay. Um, and. The last time that there, I can remember there being a team-based competitive dodgeball game was like Super Dodgeball on the SNES. Um, I remember that being one of the best games we ever had for... Was it a game of colour we had it on? Or was it like a no, version GBA. of that game? Was it a GBA game? They put it on the GBA and that was right. amazing. Yeah, that was um, really good. I enjoyed that game. It was like a Taiko game or something. It was great. But anyway, so Knockout City. Um, competitive dodgeball game where... You, it, it, I, I likened it a lot to Lethal League, yeah. where it is like as a really simple base level, where it is like you can run and jump, and you can throw the ball, and you can charge the ball to throw it faster, and then there are curves and lobs, which obviously like go round things or over things. <laughs> Man, and, I, oh, I somehow managed to break out of the tutorial flow in that game. Where I got to like the here are the special ball tutorial mm. thing, and then just exited it out. I was like, "Cool, I've done the tutorial. I'm going to jump into a bunch of games." And like the first game I jumped into, like people were fucking curving the ball around walls and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "How the fuck did they do this?" And I played a couple of games. I was like, "I'm missing something here." I went back. I was like, "Oh, there are like six more tutorial sections that yeah. you haven't seen." They do. They do a really bad job in the tutorial of saying like. After the third one being like, try what you've learned in game. And that's, you're like, yes, no, that's what I did. there's like four more tutorials to do. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you should probably, you, like, so, yeah. it's almost required that you play through those tutorial things to know what the fuck's going on. So yeah, yeah there, there's there's like curveballs and there's lob shots and then there's like fake outs so you can like fake yeah. throw the ball. Because if you don't have a ball, you, or even if you do have a ball, you can catch the ball like mm-hmm. in dodgeball. But instead of it being like dodgeball where if you catch it, you get lives back. It's like if you catch it, you obviously don't get hit. But if you catch it at the right time, it gets supercharged instantly, so you can like throw it back with extra speed. Yeah. Um, 
And that's the kind of like base level stuff that you'd expect from a dodgeball game, but then you get into the slightly more complicated stuff, kind of like Lethal League, where like, yeah, a base level, that's just about hitting the ball quickly, but then it's about like, uh, doing your special shots and like, when do you parry and like, when do you like knock the ball up in the air to like, so do- Knockout City is like, you can also then do things like, turn your, fr- your friends can turn into balls that you can throw at people. Throw me! Throw me! Yeah. Throw so me! You, your, your, your friends can turn God. into balls that you can throw at people that if they hit people, they die instantly. Yeah. But if your friends get caught, they turn into like a cage ball that then, if it hits you, you die instantly, but they can also just throw the cage ball guy off the side of the stage to kill yeah, him. exactly. So it then becomes of this kind of like risk reward thing of like, yeah, you could go for it, but then your friend might die and then you also might die if you're not good enough to catch the ball again. So, um, and also the, the, the disadvantage of escaping out the tutorials early was that you didn't learn the value of passing where like that's how you yeah, charge yeah, that, yeah. that so overdrive that was, thing yeah so there there was like because because there are like different levels of charge for the ball you can pass balls between each other and that's fine but if you're both holding a ball and you pass to someone the, bo- the ball bounces back to you at full charge yeah so you don't have to charge it you just throw it and it's instantly really quickly or if you have your friend who's a ball and you pass it to someone, and they pass it back to you, they're instantly at, like, fully charged, and if you throw a fully charged person ball, they become, like, a big bomb, and can, like, AOE explode somewhere. Um, So there is, like, a lot of, like, other things that are going on other than just trying to hit people with balls, and it becomes a game of both rock, paper, scissors, and, like, faking out. Like, it's all about, like, when do you throw the ball? Like, that's the whole point of the game. Uh... Because you can obviously like, do fake throws to make people like channel their catch and yeah. then catch them with it because they won't hit the ball in time. Uh, like like when I started playing and like when they, they show you the the catch mechanic, it felt like the the window on the catch was like super wide. I was like, how is anyone so, ever getting caught by this? And then they were like, oh, by the way, here's the here's how you fake throw, which knocks yeah. them out of their animation for a bit, so the, and there's a charge the and like, all this stuff. The thing I like about the catch mechanic is, yeah, you're right, it's got a really large window of opportunity, but it's a game that has this sort of, this sort of like catch mechanic that also inbuilt has like a perfect parry mechanic where yes. if you you can catch the ball in this really like wide window and you won't die but you won't get any benefit from it but if you catch the ball right at the very end just as it's about to hit you you'll get your supercharge instantly so the yep. amount of times that you've I've done like I've been in situations where the ball's getting thrown at me and you wait until the very last second, catch it and immediately throw it back at them yep. because it's going to go super fast and they're not expecting it. Is I've also had it turn around on me where the other person was also expecting that and so caught the really fast ball and threw it back at me. Yeah, I've had a, like, lot of, okay, a lot of rallies in that game. Like so yeah, you, get, you rallies. get rallies and you get like mind games and there's really good like fake outs you can do. Especially because like, so to do the, the, do the lobs and the, 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 the spins... You like it's basically like a double jump. You like flip in the air, or you like do a pirouette to do the the curveball, and like you can jump in the air and like fake throw and then pirouette and then fake throw and then like do the jump again and fake throw. You can hang in the air for a really long time, so you get into these weird midair ballet situations where there are people yeah. like fake throwing into weird spins and then fake throwing again to try and just get someone psyched out because you never know when they're just going to throw the ball um it's really cool it's got this like really easy to learn hard to master fighting game style feel to it totally um, yes i, I definitely got a lot of that fucking silly 
and a lot of the time, like there's a there's um there's situations you get into where you're you're in like a three v three game, and everybody ends up all in exactly the same place. Either it's it's all six people in one place fighting over one ball, which is just like because there there are um there's like a dodge mechanic that you can also do. If you dodge into someone, you can like knock them up in the air and knock the ball out of their hand. Yes. You can like aggressively run at people and charge at them. Yep. So there are like six people all charging at each other or over one ball, or it's six people and all the balls are in the one place. So it's fucking chaos. Yep. And everybody is just like, oh, they fucking pick up the ball and throw the ball and then catch this one and throw it over here. And then my friend's over here and pick him up and throw him. And it's mental, but it's, it's, it's like super fun. It's actually really rewarding. Um, I get a lot of. Yeah, I get a lot of, like, fighting game energy out of it, where it's like, I totally won just because I outplayed you. Like, I got, I, I mind-gamed you enough to the point where you didn't hit the ball. Exactly. Um, it's great. It was, and, it, was, uh, it was when I joined a match where I saw two people not throw the ball at each other for, like, 20 seconds. Like, quite clearly kind of yeah. dodge and get round and fake out. Because I was like, oh, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. here. Okay, Sure. There is like there there are occasions where it's like yeah it's, it's two people with like fully charged balls at each other just staring each other down being like who's gonna do something first because yep. then the other it's, it, it, it's again it's also like a it's like a fighting game where it is like you can only zone so much where eventually someone has to do something and yeah. then at that point it becomes all about reactions and all that stuff but there are situations where you're just like. I've got this ball, and the other guy's like, I've also got this ball, somebody needs to make a move here. And <laughs> the, usually the move is like one of their teammates hits you, and then yeah. yeah. And like they, um, focus, they focus on the right things as well, where like there's a generous auto-aim on the ball, yeah. like, so that's not the thing you have to worry about. So you don't, So it's not really even about like you're going to get no advantage playing mouse and keyboard with this, really. Like it's There's enough oh, of an yeah. auto-aim on it where you can do it. It is really yeah, about it's not, execution. It's not about precision. Yeah, it's not about precision, it's about yeah, it's about execution on like the main game as opposed yes. to the execution on like the raw execution that you do. And, like, because it's like it's all very well and good in a fighting game having the main game down, but if you can't execute on a combo, totally, exactly, you're fucked anyway. But in this, it's just like if you get the main game right, the ball's gonna and like the, lo- the the lobs and curves are easy to pull off. Like you can do yeah. them. Like like actually doing anything is not difficult, except for like maybe the perfect parry requires a bit of practice. But like everything mm. is like right there at your fingers, ready to go very quickly and it is really about here's all these tools like use them properly and that's the game yeah. which is like it feels like like the, the the fight game analogy is pretty good for it but it's almost like remember like every now and then you'll get the people who come up with a fighting game for people who don't play fighting games like what was that uh, yeah. uh what was that mech fighting game that somebody rising thunder rising thunder which is like two buttons or something like that and it was yeah like that kind of stuff where they're like hey like fighting games are super cool at like mid to high level play like Mm -hmm. if you know what you're doing they're super fun but like you need work to get there like how do we make a game that takes the fun part of that and make it accessible like it feels like this game's almost done it where it's like you can do all the combos super super easily like it's not that's not the problem the problem is actually the fun bit of like second people out and positioning and that kind of stuff so there's like um there's a level that i can't remember the name of where uh it's on like a rooftop, but there are like trains going through it at yeah. random moments. Yep. And the the setups you can do for that, where you can like mind game someone to position them and then charge into them and into the train. Yep. Um, really, really good. Uh, the other thing I like about this game, the 
I've, I've said this to multiple people. It's got like massive jet set radio energy. Yeah, it where really does. it's your your announcer is this like um, pirate radio DJ who announces everything as like talking about oh he's spinning up another record and all these like crazy kids with their dodge brawling, um, which yep. sounds like DJ Professor K. Does uh, the the soundtrack is a lot of like weird. Um, a lot of like weird mix music where it is kind of like weird jazz big band stuff interspersed with like cool breakbeat stuff. It's like it's, it, a, it's square in the middle of like JSR and Splatoon. Like it's somewhere yeah, in the middle a, between yeah, the two of them. That's a really good yeah, it's a good thing to draw. It's like, yeah, if you took that and like threw in a bit of like like two mellow and stuff like that, yeah. and all those sort of people they're, they're around really there. Like, hyper sample cut and stuff it's yeah yeah it's real really good. yeah the, the real sample jocks that like like yeah do, do, doing really cool like scratch samples and then cutting in with some guy on the radio in the 50s like that sort of thing yep. um super super good uh really really like that soundtrack a lot um out of the game if you sit and listen to it it's really weird but it is still really good uh yeah like i i've just it's a it's a, it's a really good game where you can just like sit and like it's like the thing that me and my friends have all been playing at like the end of the night sure. like when we've all been like hanging out or something it gets to, like 10 o'clock we'll be like oh we'll jump on and we'll play a few rounds of sure. uh, knockout city or if there's like three of us kicking around we'll like jump online and um let me tell you the online environment is varied to say the least in where, terms of skill level do you mean yeah where are there are people that are either really bad or turbo sweaty like <laughs> you'll fucking yeah Especially right. if you go into the... This was the other thing where if you go into the 1v1 mode, which is like the 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 real hardcore shit, where they take away all the special balls, they take away the hit indicator. So if like the ball's coming towards you, you've got like a circle around your guy that tells you the direction it's coming from. Right. You don't it's, get that in 1v1s. <laughs> it's the professional Smash player version of Knockout yes. City. No the, items. I, it is the I have played enough with my friends and I'm clearly the best, so I want to try this on my own. What's the um, mo- what's the, what's the mode they do in Smash? Where it's like no items, no. It's, uh, yeah, it's no items, all flat. Yeah. No, no fancy levels, all flat yeah. levels. Like the joke is like Final Destination, no items is the joke. Final Destination, but... no items. That was the phrase I was looking yeah. for. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that the Smash is yeah, no items, flat, flat as possible levels. Maybe maybe some with a bit of elevation, but no fun allowed in Smash. Let's let's um, take let's take this this fun jaunty game and turn it into a fucking yeah, two one on one fighting game. Let's turn this party game and turn it into a fighting game. Like that's yeah. just yeah, Smash is not Smash is weird, but yeah, this really cool. Um, it's it's really fun, but it's also like super in depth. So if you get really good at it, you're you you have a leg up if you are better, basically, because right. it's a game all about mind games and execution. Uh, really, really fun. It's only like fifteen pounds. Um, have you bought so... in? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. We we realized that if you have a trial account, you can't can't play in private matches. So, oh, okay. if we wanted to play with just our friends, we all needed to buy it. But it's okay. only like fifteen pounds. It's fifteen pounds. Yeah. Fifteen pounds. So, um, um, the free trial will take you to level twenty five, I think. And yeah. Which I assume just comes straight over when you upgrade to the full thing. Yeah, um, so I upgraded and it just keeps right. everything. Cool. Um, yeah, it, it it seems cool. I, I kind of want to put a little bit more time in it and see. Um, yeah, there's there's something to that game. Like it initially, like when I started, I was originally like, "Oh, is this going to be another?" Um, uh, what was the 
PS5 racing game that was a car game that didn't that kind of died in oh, its ass. Uh, Devastation All Stars or whatever yeah, it was Destruction called. All Stars. Yeah, I, it kind of felt like ah, this is kind of cool, but there's no way there's going to be a player base behind this. But like having that, having that free trial. Well, I, I, I was really... gonna, I, I, I was gonna say you say that. Well, I was gonna. I guess this was the same for Destruction All Stars or whatever that game was called. But I read an article like just before we started that said it's got like five million players. Destruction All Stars. No, Knockout City. Oh, Knockout City. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That, but like, I, I felt like it was going to be one of those things that's like, there's some cool stuff here, but like, you're not a giant game, so how are you going to keep people? And it turns out the way you do it is you have, one, a very, very good game, but also like a free trial that's substantial, that actually has yeah. like all the tutorial stuff, has all of that, like really gets you in there. Um, Anyone can download and try, and turns out that converts a bunch of people to actually paying for it. Yeah, for sure. So, it works. The thing that the the thing I will tell you immediately, which is like a bit of free advice, uh the thing that fucks me up the most in that game, which my friends have caught on to and it's really annoying, yep. is fucking slow balling. Yep. Where you just like immediately pick up the ball and throw it so the ball just really slowly crawls through the air at you. Oh. So if you're expecting high impact dodgeball, how do you slow and then the ball your friend just kinda of, you, if you if you just pick it up and you just tap the throw button, it just goes really slowly. Oh, like is it okay? Because right, you're not right. charging it; you're just going eh, and it. Oh, because it's a charge slowly. system. So right, if you're yeah. expecting, if you're in the middle of like a high energy dodgeball arena thing, and then you turn around and there's this ball really slowly coming towards you, <laughs> and your brain is like, "Fuck, catch it!" So you go for the catch and you whiff, and then it just goes dink off your forehead. It's yep. um, infuriating, and it gets me. Nine times out of ten, and it's really nice. annoying. Excellent, um, good to know. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, if there's nothing else, we will nope. quickly go to a break. Oh, actually, I'll very quickly mention. Um, I discovered that the way I live my life at the minute is I do need like an end of day, like stress, like calm down game, like just like a chill game to to end the day on. Um, yeah. and I've got back into Satisfactory Wait. again. It's the chamomile tea of video games. Yes, totally. So, like, Satisfactory as, like, a I'm going to turn through a couple of these podcasts and chill while I build my factory. Still, game is still excellent. Um, They they added drones, like, which was the thing in Factorio that I was like, man, I I was going to say, that sounds like they've taken some Factorio shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're less, they're not to the same scale, but, like, yeah, there's some drones in there there that I'm like, I can't wait. But the, the problem is they added drones and then reshuffled the, the, the tier progression system, which means like I am so far away from drones right now. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that game's still still really, really good. Um, so yeah, Satisfactory is awesome. Um, yes, we should go to break. Do you have a, yes. a music for us? So I really wanted to do the yeah. Knockout City soundtrack because it's great, uh, but I can't fucking buy it anywhere. Like they won't let me pay money for it. Um yep. So instead, I am going to give you uh, Mass Effect 2 soundtrack because it's the only other game I've played. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And it does have a very good soundtrack, so I'm just going to pick the famous song for the Mass Effect 2 suit so- so- <laughs> Fuck me. It's Try that again. Day. Yep. Um, the Mass Effect 2 soundtrack, famous track called Suicide Mission, uh, which right. is the most famous song on that soundtrack. Uh, everybody knows what it is, but we should all take an opportunity to listen to it whenever we can. Of course. So, uh, yep, check the post for links so you can buy that. And we'll be back with a little bit of news after this.
was Suicide Mission from the Mass Effect 2 soundtrack. Um, again, really wish they'd let me pay money for the goddamn Knockout City soundtrack. Yeah, uh, it's kind of shocking that it's not. Like, it's all it's on streaming everywhere. I was going to say, yeah, go listen it to it on Spotify. It's great. Um, I think you can get I'm it. I'm really impressed by it. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. potentially, based on our research, can get it from the US Apple Store, but we don't have a way of doing that. So, you yeah. Know. But um, if, as soon as we can buy it, we will feature it on here for sure. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, so it's the week before E3, or it'll be called E3, I suppose, when you're listening to this. So yeah. uh, there's not a huge things, except the stuff that happened like 20 minutes ago. But Yeah, all the stuff that happened before we hit record. Yeah, you know? so like we literally, so it seems like we hit record and all of the press got access to the E3 backend. So, <laughs> yeah. so... E3 is happening this year, like an official E3 is happening this year, but they are, they are, it is all digital. Um, and the way that they were, t- if it, people remember us talking about the the leaked uh, slides from like what 2020, E3 2020 was going to be, that was like mm-hmm. very influencer focused and they talked about engagement and all that kind mm-hmm. of those horrible words. Um, it seems like they've taken some of that and are just like, hey, for this all digital E3, like, I don't know at this point if this is like everyone's just in the same system and like everyone just has the same access or not, but all of like people who have press credentials and are press logged on today to have like, here's an avatar creator and here's a bunch of quests and that you can do at E3. Your E3 daily quests. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to think for my own sanity that everyone who gets E3 access is just going into the same system so that like people who have like gamer passes or whatever the fuck they're selling to the public um, are going to get this as well. Like I assume that it's built for them and just like the press are just in the same pool of people. Mm-hmm. But it looks real bad. Like it looks like flimsily put together and also like literally before we when we actually started officially recording, like somebody had already posted like, yeah, they've got like a find your friend system that is just leaking information like immediately. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, fine. Like, God damn it. Like the ESA just, they had a lot to prove this year. Like they have a lot to prove this year considering the video game industry survived a year without them last year and everything was yeah. fine. Um... So yeah, and like, the amount of people that are like, we are not showing anything at the show, but, and we're not. Yeah. yeah, like so, like before, um, just the tail end of last week, people were like, hey, like the division or division Heartland, which is their spin-off thing, is not going to be shown. Like they came out with their like text image thing saying like, hey, we're not going to be there. I think it was like there's another. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but there's an outlet that was like, or like a, a publisher that was like, hey, the three games that we have that you know about that are coming, none of them are going to be there either. You're like so what the fuck are we doing like what are we what doing is, here yeah. what's actually happening um although wb games have their own stream this year because the stream's essentially free so like they're running a stream this year um and the two games as far as i know that wb games have is like the hogwarts thing and the fucking lego star wars like those are the only two games i know that they have so is that the entire stream like I'm, I'll watch half an hour of Lego Star Wars, sure, but like, you get of half an hour of Lego Star nothing. Wars. Nothing. So. It doesn't need. To, it could be a five minute thing of like, here's the fucking date for this thing, and yes, Hogwarts thing is still here. Oh, anyway. I mean, yeah, Hogwarts. What the I, fuck's I, that fucking game? Legacy? Is that what it's called? Hogwarts Legacy? I, I, something like that. Sure, Hogwarts. 
The Coming Storm. I don't know. Yeah, Hogwarts sure. video game name. Hogwarts Apocalypse. Um, yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. That's what Hogwarts called. Legacy. Um, yeah, so like E3 generally is going to be interesting to see just what the fuck happens and gets shown. But like, yeah. But like, Ubisoft are doing a stream where they won't, where they'll show a bunch of games that you already know exist, and also still not apologize or say that they've made any changes about the way that they conduct their business. In fact, it actually shows that there was a report from was a game industry bit.biz, I can't remember, but there was that article like last week that said like basically minimal changes have been made based on sources from inside Ubisoft after the entire scandal from however long ago that was, three, four months ago. Yeah. Like basically yeah. nothing's changed, like they they said, which I, oh Jesus. Um Devolver Digital are gonna have a stream. It'll probably be the best thing Good. that day. That possibly I love, I love Devolver Digital uh, E3 streams. They, they really are... go out there. They really go for it, which I... I can't even remember at what point we're in the story at this point. Like, I can't I... remember what happened at the end of the last one. I think there was a heel turn at the end of the last one, which is wild to say about a press conference lore, but yes, I think there was a heel turn at the end. Um, can't remember. Hang on, E3 2020. I'm going to quickly look at this while you're talking yeah. about that. Um. Oh, wait, sorry, I have breaking news. From the other room. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, so yes, Next Lander, which is the new project from Vinny, Alex and Brad, are currently streaming. And oh, yeah. their first stream is called Next Lander. They're on Patreon if you want to go look at it. They are streaming the rest of Dark Side of the Moon, which is that FMV game with... Uh, yes! <laughs> yeah, so that's happening. Um, I'll put that on when we are done. Exactly. I'm going to go back to watch it. Oh, um, so the... The end of the Devolver Digital stream last time was Nina actually coming back. Oh, right, because she was trapped in her head? Yeah, she got trapped in, like, a weird cyberverse. Yeah. And they were trying to make, like, a different copy of her or something. Give Devolver Digital an HBO show. Let them... them Fucking... Yeah, let them write TV like this. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, since E3's happening, there's a lot of stuff that... A lot of very small stuff. Um... A PS3 version of Gears of War 3 became available, which I thought was really interesting. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. So the because so Gears of War, like since the start, has always been like the showpiece for Unreal Engine. So like when the first Unreal Engine or when two got announced, um they used like um Fuck, what are the aliens from Gears of War called? The... The the Locust? Locust. Like, they had, like, Locust models, and, like, that's quite clearly Marcus Phoenix, and they're like, no, no, this is not a game, this is not a game, and then it was definitely a game. Um, But because (laughs) it was... Was there a do-rag? Yes, like, like, literally, it's it's just Marcus. Like, that was the original, that was one of the original character models. Um, But yeah, so since that, the game's running on Unreal Engine, like, they didn't really have a deal at that point for, like, where it was going to go, because Epic were just building it, right? So they... Unreal Engine ports to PS3 and Xbox, so there's just a PS3 version of that engine, of that game. Oh, but this is Gears of War 3, I suppose. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, You need a dev kit, all of that kind of stuff, and it's quite clearly still in development, and there's, like, bugs and frame rate drops, but it is the full game is right there. So, like, if nothing else, it shows, like, the versatility of the Unreal Engine. I'm sure, yeah. Hey, here you go. Um... There you go. Uh, Epic denied the claims that it was going to be released for PS3, claiming to Kotaku that this build was simply, quote, a byproduct of Epic's internal Unreal Engine 3 testing process, which utilized ah, Gears sure. and the Unreal Tournament. It was never part of any actual product work. Mm, sure. sure it wasn't. Um, 
not much on this except the headline PlayStation 5 will become profitable next month. So, like, obviously, whatever that they've was been fast, right? Yeah. That was very fast. And they're about to break even in June um, and become profitable that same month, according to a presentation the company shared with investors in its investor day. Um, and that's as it they continue to not be able to make enough of them. So, who knows? Um, and also, they basically confirmed that, well, they didn't confirm. They disclosed in that presentation that Unreal Charter 4 is coming to PC as well. So, yeah. I bet that game will look real nice. Um, team Asobi, who are the team behind all of the Astrobot, the VR1 and the PS5 launch title Astro's oh, Playroom, sure. yeah. they are now spun off to their own separate studio. So, they are now part of, um, they're no longer part of just like Team Japan or whatever it was. I mean, everybody um, said that Astrobot thing for the PS5 was actually like super solid, so I'm glad they it's get excellent. Out, it's really good. Seems like they can make really good games. Yeah, totally. And it means like, especially if you watch the the no clip documentary with where they talk to the some of the Asobi guys, Asobi were really used as like internal prototyping team. So like mm. the whole reason Astro's Playroom exists, you should go watch the documentary. But the whole reason Playroom exists was because they built a bunch of demos to show off the controller to developers. To be like, here's everything this controller can do as a playable thing. And then they were like, actually, we could probably turn this into a game. And then that's how Playroom appeared. Um, but yeah, they now have a they are now a proper studio and are going to be doing stuff in the future, obviously. Um It is June 2021, and Google Stadia is finally coming to Chromecast. <laughs> <laughs> which is excellent. I um, uh I Honestly, care so little about Stadia and also assumed that that had already happened. Right. So I don't know. Uh, fair um, enough. Well, specifically, it's coming to Chromecast with, with Google, Chromecast with Google TV, all capitalized, which is like the latest version of Chromecast, which is the one I've sure. got. Sure, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and Android TV, which is the... I don't even know what runs Android TV. I assume there's a box somewhere that does that. Uh, Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's coming out. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine which was the Rainbow Six game that has been mentioned in the past two E3s I think or it got mentioned two E3 it got announced two E3s ago they got ago. mentioned two E3s ago and then they didn't talk about it last time it was nothing last year uh, and now it has been so they released a, a name change basically in preparation for their stream on Saturday but that game is now called Rainbow Six Extraction um, yeah. it also has this thing under it which says a Ubisoft original which is not a delineation i've ever seen from them before so i don't know what that means mm. but um yeah that, that's interesting um also this week this week this week let me just check this uh when does that final fantasy 7 yes june 10th so it's this week um, the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake oh, comes out. Oh, fucking Intergrade. Intergrades yeah. comes out along with the... Final Fantasy VII Remake Kingdom Hearts subline. Final Fantasy yeah. VII Remake Intergrade, which is a dumb yeah. fucking name. But, um, yeah, and the Yuffie DLC is also coming out um, that day as well. Is that all part of the same thing? I thought that was part no. of it. No. Technically, Intergrade is just the PS5 version. And it's a different... <laughs> and it's a different name because it's a different critics. version but also like if you don't have integrated you don't get you cannot then buy the Yuffie DLC so it seems like the Yuffie DLC is not coming to PS4 which is weird but like the wording originally said that but I was convinced that couldn't possibly be true but 
it appears like that is the case, yeah, but it's still yeah, unconfirmed. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for Integrated to have like a Kingdom Hearts side adventure style, really important plot twist right at the very end that they won't yeah. tell you about because it's in this super special edition. Yeah, um, right. Because um, you know, Kingdom Hearts is the thing you want to learn about for how to successfully tell a story. Is it like the same that. dude not in charge of this? Is that not maybe? Is it not Nomura? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, okay, so there you go. It is. Mm, so th- this is an article from last month. Sometimes, uh, the new version of the game. This is from the Kotaku article. The new version of the game, which includes a new episode that sees the not very mysterious mystery ninja infiltrate the Shinra Corporation to steal materia, was already said to be a timed exclusive on PS Five. Shoney said light on that length of that exclusivity period and said, "quote At least six months." Sure. Okay. Before it comes to uh, PS4. PS4. So there you go. That is confirmed. Okay. Sure. sure. Um, but the actual thing I was going to talk about is that this is kind of the final nail in the coffin of they did not design the PS5 to do cross-gen saves at all. Yeah. Like there is something yeah. fundamental core to that system that does not let them do cross-gen saves because Final Fantasy Remake Integrate has the same bullshit uh, save transfer thing that a bunch of other Sony games have had where you have to so worst case scenario for you is you have you played Final Fantasy 7 on PS4 you got a PS5 and sold your PS4 because what has to happen now is you have to re-download the PS4 version of Final Fantasy 7 Remake to yeah. put your save on that upload your save using that thing not any of the built-in up- save upload shit the, the game specific save upload system delete that download the ps5 version and then integrate it in that way like it is wild to me and we gave and to be fair like we gave the switch shit for this for like their animal crossing bullshit like this is the yeah. same stuff like this is a system that has a built-in os level cloud save transfer system right that yeah. nothing can use for some reason um and obviously this isn't going to be a problem in like a year two year three years but like this is a dumb thing that they've done. It's a dumb oversight that this is the I, way this has to go. I'd never understand it. I'll never understand it. Oh, it's it's wild. Um and then the last thing I have here, which follows up quite nicely on the um Epic Apple stuff we talked about last time, where one of the <laughs> bombshell fallout parts of that thing was the internal documents from Sony about crossplay, where they basically yeah. pushed back on it as much as physically possible and then once it became an inevitability they used it as a way to squeeze extra money out of devs if your game did really well but not on go listen to that episode, we go into it basically there, but basically yeah, like yeah. blew away the idea that, that Sony are like, yeah we're here for the gamers, like nah you're a fucking business and it made zero business sense for you to implement crossplay so you were not going to implement crossplay as soon as you fucking had to because it was Fortnite. um but basically yeah so this story came out from um they were going to so this is for borderlands 3 they announced randy pitchford on last thursday basically put out a tweet saying hey good news and bad news um they're getting so borderlands 3 is getting a crossplay patch for all platforms except for playstation so crossplay is limited to Mac, Stadia, Windows, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. Um, but said that um it was not going to be available to PlayStation consoles. 
Um, but the interesting thing here was the... Um, I'm trying to see if I get the exact phrasing here. Bad news for... This is the, the, the other half of the, the tweet. Bad news. For certification, we have been required by the publisher to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles. Which is a really interesting way of wording that. Like, yeah. there is nothing to stop him from going... We are going to support crossplay on everything except PlayStation. End of sentence. But the idea that he had to, he went in there and went, "We, this is not us. Please don't, please don't." This was a publisher decision. Actually, it's his publisher decision, so that'll be two K. Actually, required by the publisher. By the publisher. So theoretically, that's two K because they publish. But I assume that means Sony, right? Yes, it has to. Yeah, the, why would the sense otherwise? Or I imagine that, well, I mean, the other way of thinking about it is that maybe 2K and Sony have had conversations and Sony are like, you need to give us money and 2K went, nah, son. And we're like, yeah, that's maybe that's also a possibility. But basically, yeah, the fact they went to that little bit of extra detail suggests that like, one of the things we left from the discussion of that last time was that like, this was a document that existed and was was recorded, but we have no idea if that is still in effect, ever went into proper effect, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Sounds like this is still a thing that, if not yep. the exact wording of that, is pretty something along the same lines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like gaming companies are not your friend <laughs> for the seventeenth no. time. Business- businesses are not your friend. Businesses are not your friend. Brands are not your friend. They are here to take your money in the most efficient way possible, and that is what is happening here. Yeah. Um, okay, I think that's everything. You, you don't uh, want to talk about the Far Cry Six stuff? Is that not something? Oh you want fuck! To talk I just about? didn't. I just didn't fucking save that. Yeah, can you talk about that while I find the wording of the statement? I was going to say you need to find the word. Yeah, so they, they they did a big reveal event for Far Cry Six. Um, it was like forty five minute stream where they revealed gameplay and like the background of it, and it's like it's 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 what that initial trailer showed, where it's like you're playing a guerrilla movement against an authoritarian dictatorship in like a uh, southern american fake southern american country ish is it southern american mexican i, I don't Me- i don't know if what they actually said i'm I'm trying to find the wording here sure um so i ignore that then yeah, but yeah, yeah. like it, like guerrilla warfare against an authoritarian dictator and uh did the stream talked about it and uh obviously everybody was like Oh, this is like it, it's it's guerrilla warfare against this dictatorship. Like that, this has happened in the real world. Like this is getting instantly. Ubisoft came out with their tried and true PR line that everybody loves. Hey, our games aren't political. Um, you know, like the the game about uh, a a group of radicals like taking over Washington. Like totally not political and didn't happen ever. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, never happened. This game about guerrilla warfare against dictatorship never happened in the world ever. Nope. Um, and was and yes, yeah, so they said it, and in the world, the Twitter went on fire again of everybody going, "They can't keep saying this. Their games are way too political for them to not say that their games are political." Uh, and then is it the lead developer? Is that it the- is. Uh, it was assigned by Navid Kavari, who's the narrative director of Far Cry Six. There you go. Uh, put out a a pictured statement on Twitter that was like, or like a length on article that was basically him saying, "Yeah, of course our games play cool. Like it's not. I can't remember that you've got the wording. Yeah. So, so, the, so yeah. the original. This all kind of sparked from a 
uh, an article from thegamer.com, which headline, Ubisoft, quote, doesn't want to make a political statement specifically about Cuba with Far Cry 6, which actually the headlines changed since the last time I, I looked at this, which is interesting. Mm. The headline changed after speaking to Ubisoft to acknowledge the game is inherently political, but stress that the game isn't comment, comment on Cuba specifically. So not Cuba. Okay. the line that I think got everyone in that original statement was... Um, Do, 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 do. Yeah, here it is. We also fell in love with the cult. This is a quote again from. This is the same dude. Okay, this is a quote from the same dude. Okay, we okay. also we also fell in love with the culture and people we meet. We met when we came out of that. What it wasn't that we felt we had to do Cuba. We realized it's a complicated island, and our game doesn't want to make a political statement about what's happening in Cuba specifically. Beyond that, we're drawing inspiration from guerrilla movements around the world and throughout history. For us, it felt like doing the island. It felt like doing the island of Yara would help us tell the story while being very open with our politics and inspiration. Um, so like there was, there's a lot in this, but basically like the original statement was along the lines of like, yes, we looked at these actual political uprisings that happened over the world and like talked to people who were involved in them and mentioned the word Cuba a couple of times, but this game is not political. And you're like, none of those things actually merge together right yeah they don't like, go together at all yeah. yeah so yeah so so then march 31st so that original article was um did i just fucking delete it great um i did where the fuck did i oh it's god my i have too many tabs open that's the problem i have too many tabs open uh this article was may 28th and then may 31st same dude article on Ubisoft news.ubisoft.com. The politics of Far Cry 6 is the headline. Sentence one, our story is political. End of paragraph. Yeah. Um, a story about a modern revolution must be. These are hard, relevant discussions of Far Cry 6 about the conditions that lead to the rise of fascism in a nation, the cost of imperialism, forced labor, the need for fair and free elections, LGBTQ rights, and more within the context of Yara, a fictional island in the Caribbean. Um, our goal was to empower the team and be fearless in the storytelling we were story we were telling and we worked incredibly hard to this over the last five years we also tried to be very careful about how we approached our inspirations which include Cuba but also other countries around the world that have experienced political revolutions in their histories um, and then there's something on like we seek to creators and collaborators that can speak personally on its history um, to perspectives who fought in revolutions of late 1950s early 1960s Um if anyone is God, if anyone is seeking a simplified binary political statement specifically on the current political climate in Cuba, they won't find it. I am from. No one's saying that, dude. Like, it's a very specific reading of the yeah. problems that people have with this. But sure, they won't find it. I am from a family that has endured the consequences of revolution and have debated revolution on the dinner table my entire life. I can speak only for myself, but it's a complex subject that should never be boiled down to one quote. So, is that? Maybe that's the part that I read that I was like, oh, that's just like, there's a read of that that is like, <laughs> fucking journalists making this a thing. Like, that. I don't know. There's a read of that. That might just be me, though. Um, for, <laughs> and then, okay, I need to just read this last paragraph in its entirety. What players will find is a story that's, that, that's point of view... Oh, that's a terrible sentence. What players will find is a story that's point of view attempts to capture the political complexity of a modern, present-day revolution within a fictional context. We have attempted to tell a story with action, adventure, and heart, but also isn't afraid to ask hard questions. 
we'll put a pin in that sentence for a second. Far Cry yeah. is a brand that is in its <laughs> Far Cry is a brand that in its DNA seeks to have mature, complex themes balanced with levity and humor. <laughs> we'll put another pin in that sentence. One doesn't exist without the other. One doesn't exist without the other, and we've attempted to achieve this balance with care. My only hope is that we're willing to let the story speak for itself before forming hard opinions on its political reflections. That we are. Okay. My only hope is that we are willing to let the story speak for itself first before forming hard opinions on its political reflections. So that last paragraph is actually way worse the second time I read it through there. So we have attempted to tell a story with action, adventure, and heart, but also isn't afraid to ask hard questions. Just asking questions is a statement that has a lot of yeah. things in it that are inherently. We're going like, to ask these questions and then not actually put any context answer, behind them. We're not going to yeah. answer them, but we're just asking yeah. questions. We're just asking questions. Fuck. No. Yeah. Also, Far Cry is a brand and its DNA seeks to have a mature, complex themes balanced with levity and humor. The two parts of that game we have seen so far is that original trailer with. Uh, uh, what's that actor's name? John uh, Giancarlo. Oh, the, I can the, never remember his name. The dude What's from right? yeah, Breaking Bad. The dude from Breaking Bad that you'll have seen before. Um, and to that initial trailer, I'm which really seemed good. pretty fucking serious. And then... Don Carlo Esposito. Thank you. And then the tra- the gameplay trailer from Love from last week, which was... Yo, we've got a gun that fires the Macarena on CDs. Like... Yeah. Wh- okay. And, and, and the trailer for that thing had like the... Like the the adorable dog and like the animal companions and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, like <laughs> it's so strange. Tell me about the uh, mature, complex themes that were in Far Cry Three. Is it when you uh, set that weed fu- weed farm on fire and got high? I assume I assume that that's part of the um, the levity and humor section, not the like. Minor a cultural appropriation that went on in Far Cry 3 of like indigenous <laughs> peoples and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, what mature complex themes were you talking about in that game? Or what about what was four? What even was four? I gave four, four the, to somebody because I didn't like that game so much. Four was the the Nepal one, right? With the oh yeah, Pagan you're right. Yep. Was, yeah. Okay. Sure. Again, like decent character. Well, decent's probably the wrong word. Certainly a character, but like yeah, it was I a character. Ugh. And then let's not talk about the mature complex themes of five that you oh threw, <laughs> that you set on fucking fire immediately when you got pushback. Like the latest yeah. of touch, the latest of pushback on that thing just fucking crumbled and was like, nope, sorry, uh, here's a here's a plane doing barrel rolls and firing machine guns with your friends. Like, yeah, you don't. Oh, like I'm so annoyed because I originally read, like, I skim read that and it was like, cool. There, somebody won an argument that they were finally saying, like, yes, our games are political. But actually, they're not actually saying that. They're saying, yes, we looked at Cuba. Yes, we looked at actual, Things, like, actual yeah. people that have actually done this for real and talked to them. But we're just asking questions. Man, that sentence really is the one that throws it for me isn't afraid to ask hard questions. What are the hard yeah. questions about trying to overthrow an authoritarian leader that is destroying I'm... your country? Like, what question? What questions do you need answered in that that will lead to a healthy discussion? Oh, man. Anyway. Okay. Far Cry 6 will continue to be a game that I will never touch because I fucking... 4 burned me so hard. 
And then the marketing of five burned me double hard, where I was just like, yeah. man, good luck. Like, go take your game, but man, just... Ooh, boy. Okay. There, it's, 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 it's a weird... I, that whole thing is just so bizarre. Like... I, for, after after so many games of people like screaming at Ubisoft saying you can't say your games aren't political, fucking look at them, and them eventually that like them relenting to the point of them saying okay, this game's political, but here's how it's also not political. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's here's how it's political in the loosest possible sense. Yeah, and. We're over here just asking, you know, questions about authoritarianism and guerrilla warfare as opposed to, like, actually saying anything about it. I also just say, yeah. like, just because this is the like, one of the links I found when I was trying to look for that, the, the original statement, the Far Cry Reddit is a joy to behold. Oh, I'm sure. Reddit's a great place. Like, yeah, is, yeah, where I immediately got an article where the, the person who posted or somebody dropped the polygon article talking about the politics of far cry 5 man some some choice comments with some very very creative wordplay that i feel should be banned but okay (laughs) polygon is the polygon is the herpes of video game reviews excellent well done excellent yep good Good on you guys fuck okay fine um Okay, cool. I think that's everything. Um, yeah, I'll just very quickly say that um, the Next Lander, which is the 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 project from the the XGB guys, um, has been live for three ish hours from recording this, maybe four, and has uh, five thousand three hundred ninety eight patrons. Yep. Um, <laughs> they are. Yep. It's happening. It's, I mean, they're they're talented. I'm yeah, throwing, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm putting money in as soon as we're done here, it's, right? Like, yeah. wow, okay, um, yeah. So the thing's called Next Lander. They are saying they are intending to start a new series of podcasts, Twitch streams, and have bonus content for subscribers. Uh, yeah, man. I hope in five, six, seven years' time we get the what the fuck happened statement from yeah them. i i i need to know it's such a weird because the speed of this happening throws out a lot of my original theories about what happened yeah so eh who knows um but yeah that's live uh, patreon.com slash next lander if you want to check that out yep. um that's all i have what's coming up um so the only thing that's coming up soon that i am interested in is backbone is that out this month Backbone is on the 8th, which is tomorrow, the day you're hearing this. Awesome. Um, Backbone is like, a, it was one of the games I played during the Steam Games Festival. It's like a 2D adventure game with pixel art where everyone's an uh, animal, everyone's a animal creature, animal person. What's the sure. word? Anthropomorphized. Thank you. Anthropomorphized. Yeah. But it's like a detective noir game where you play a badger um, in a trench coat. Okay. It looks excellent. Sure. I really liked what I played. Um, Guilty Gear Strives the 11th right? Yeah Strive, Strive comes out Friday I'm very excited. As does Ratchet and Clank which I'm still trying to decide whether I get that or I might wait and see what people say about that. I, I could play one of those games again. I could Yeah. It seems sure. pretty decent Um, That's everything. What's at the site? Uh, Space Space Startopia video is up. Returnal video is up on Thursday if you're hearing this on the day it goes out cool. Um. 
I would love to show you Overboard, but I literally can't show you Overboard without giving away parts of Overboard. I was so, going to say, yeah, you can't really show that off. People, people um, should definitely go play that. Uh, I will. I will. I need to spend some time with Strive before I record a video of it because I need to fucking yes. learn how to play that game. Um, I really want to show it off just to let people fucking see it. Yeah. yeah, I. You should place. You should set aside an hour, hour to to play through a bit of Hired Gun, and then we should actually probably do something with that just to show that thing off because sure. it's very yeah. difficult to show. The problems I have with that game just by talking about it, like I kind of need to just show yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's um, so we should do something with that. But apart from that, that's everything. Uh, GameEngineStart.com is the name of the website. You can find all our videos, our podcasts are up there. We are uh, blah. What the fuck is the next bit? YouTube.com slash GameEngineStart is where we, all our videos go up. You subscribe. God, there. our brains are fucking broken. This is oh, recording this late in the day is never a good idea. YouTube.com slash Gaming Start. You subscribe there, get notified when we put new videos up when, uh, as soon as they do. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. If you search Gaming Start, you'll find us there. Podcast at GamingStart.com is the email address. Uh, that's all from us. Stay safe, enjoy whatever you're playing, and we will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.